Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you feeling my tunes, my baggy jeans, my thug appeal? Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN, 92.9 FM, ESPN. I don't know if I can think of a better Friday vibe. Did you hear our man JC say, do you like a man who can keep it real? I did. I heard it. Though. That's how you got faith. You said, do you like a man who wears his Tim's baggy jeans no. with thug appeal? No, I was grown when I got faith. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's one of those this moments in time. a little boy song. It was and a, I think that's why you like it so much. Well, let me tell you about it. Because you was a little boy when it was playing. Let me tell you. I mean, it's got the, you know, it's got the, all the. It takes you back. All the, uh, you know, ingredients of, uh, you know, that 99 pop. There's no doubt about that. Um, the song was described by Chuck Taylor of Billboard as sounding distinctive and like an old school anthem and refreshing in terms of the t- track's lyrical content amidst the male bashing anthems from that time. Very hard, as you guys know, to be a man. Um, it was even hard back in 1999. Connor, you shouldn't enable him. Yeah. Man, it, I had to dig to find this. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I had to scroll down. You didn't have I had to, to go scroll that hard. on YouTube. You got to scroll a little bit. Man, put some respect on Black's name, man. Shout out to Black. You know what Black stands for, by the way? Mm-hmm. It ain't just Black with a Q, man. All right? It, uh, it has some meaning. Tell me that I should have known. It, it, has some, it has some meaning. Somebody said that Left Eye, they think Left Eye produced this group. Or I they, think or she had created some, uh, them or something. Yeah, or she had some. Um, it, Lisa left out. She a had bit. some. Yeah, like she had some yeah, ties there. Yeah. It, it means believing in life and achieving a quest for unity in everything. All man, right? they were deep. So, man. salute to Black man. I've salute. got some trivia for you about the song. Okay, let's hear it. So, fun fact: This is according to the comments. JT was originally intended to sing on this song, but due to him filming a movie at the time, JC mm. sang it instead. Wonder what movie it was in '99. Y'all said that's what around this when this song came out. Interesting. What movie would that have been? Um, Who knows? Well, 
I, I, I wonder if uh, JC did a better job than JT would have done there. I think JC kind of. I think he, I thought he did a great job. Um, it was either model behavior on the line. That was the one. Model or log shot. It was model behavior. That's the one he was doing. Yep. That is that is exactly right. Uh, yeah. The Lisa Lopez signed the the group to their company. Um, speaking of signing, Alabama needs a football coach. They may be very close. Let's do the rundown. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Okay. Uh, Alabama football coach Nick Saban retired yesterday. Or was it Wednesday? It's Wednesday, right? After uh, one of the most storied careers in all of college football, in all of football uh, generally. Uh, and so, you know, I'm sure you said you know, all the things about that yep, yesterday. I, it already covered. Uh, and but I, I'm interested to get what you think and everything. Well, look, I'll, 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 just, say, I'll just say my piece of it. Um, I mean, uh, the, the guy is undisputedly the, the, the greatest to ever do it in that sport. I mean. What about the greatest to ever do it, period? I mean, I think that has to be taken into consideration because. That's what Connor and I discussed. I think he's over Bill. Uh, do you agree? I, I, I think you can make that case because he's in charge of assembling the roster completely. Now, Bill was too, but not always. He didn't get that. He didn't get that responsibility until his third seat, his after his third Super Bowl. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so he didn't just That's step in. You, you know, uh, great insight. Yeah, um, and because I watched all the press conferences, and uh, Robert Kraft, to his credit, answered all of the questions. I was still very uncomfortable when those two looked looked like Kraft it wanted was. a hug, and Bill yeah, was not going to do it the was, hug. It was weird. The, handshake. It, the whole thing was weird, bro. It was like. I mean, because it's end, obvious Bill wants to keep on coaching. Exactly right. And so and it's the, obvious that the you're firing him or forcing him out. Yeah, it's a very odd situation. Um, it's also odd too the language they had in Mayo's contract. Yes, they were when they when this. they re-upped him. Yes, and that's what allowed has allowed them to circumvent the Rooney rule. That's exactly right. Well, they're hired. They're hiring a black but, dude anyway. But think about how Belichick thinks about Mayo now. Yes, that he was, that you've got this language in your contract, and at probably some point they're going to look to push me out of here and replace me with you. Yes, that the kind of you know, relationship there would have been at the end, or you know, any kind of. I'm, right. I'm sure Bill probably resented it a little bit. No, I think you're exactly well, right. It certainly, potentially, he did. No, I think you're you're 100 right. Um, and so I don't, I be, I don't know how uh, Bill feels about that, but I would say because Nick um, did it at LSU, um, and then he came to Alabama and and revitalized Bama <clears throat> and took it to heights that I don't think many people really thought possible in the year um, when he took the job. And, you know, he's the one that's responsible for hiring, firing, recruiting, quarterbacking, defense. He's responsible for picking all that, right? And I give him credit for adapting in a way that Bill just never did. This is a great point. I touched on this. Yeah, like he, he, he went out and did what probably nobody would have ever predicted he would do when he hired Lane Kiffin. And he hired these hotshot offensive coordinators who had big ideas and bold ideas. He was and, willing to be taught exactly at that point right. and change. And Bill is not. Correct. Bill is like, this is the way I do it, and that's it. And it, it has clearly hurt him, you know? I mean, look at his years without Tom. That works when you have Tom, but you didn't adapt and you didn't evolve. And, and look, I think wherever he goes um, – He'll win. I have no doubts. The defense will be the best unit on the field most games. And, you he know, might not win if he doesn't have a quarterback, John. But he's got to have a quarterback. There's, we saw that because he is not nearly inventive enough to get the most out of a bad one. 
And there are coaches like Shanahan. He can get the best out of a Brock Purdy. Not that he's a bad quarterback, but a relative unknown. You know, I think Kyle Shanahan could turn Bailey Zeppi into a decent starter week to week, you know, with his scheme, right? And Bill Belichick cannot do that and will not, and, and is not interested in doing that. I mean, it was a joke the way they were going through the season this year. <clears throat> so I would say Nick, because of his versatility and willingness to evolve um, and doing it where there's a hundred and, well, there's not a hundred, I and mean, there's a hundred something in Division One, but, you know, um, it, it's 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 a little bit more difficult to me to maintain in an ever changing environment like college football, where you don't have a salary cap, where you had all these sweeping changes and NIL and transfers and everything like that, and he yep. stayed on top of the mountain the until entire he, time until he didn't want to do it anymore, and then, because, and, because that's obviously why he's done. One hundred percent. And look, he's, he's sick of it. He's also freaking seventy, man. I mean, yeah, but so are Bill and Pete Carroll. Yeah, well, I mean, and, look and at them. They want to roll. Well, Pete Carroll lost. You know, he he got. I'm just saying they still want to coach. No, I understand. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, mean, you get into the age thing. Yes, you got two seventy year olds. But like, I don't. And like, Nick could have clearly. He could have kept going, but like, I just don't. I don't really feel like. You know, this isn't Andrew Luck hanging it up at 25 or whatever he was. You know, I mean, Nick's done enough. He's accomplished. What What I respect is that he didn't ride a good quarterback out, and because. He said he wanted to leave it in a good spot, and and the yes. guy that is going to get Milrow, exactly, maybe potentially. Yeah, just so I mean, long well, yeah, we'll see. Some bum, I'd, I'd imagine. It DeBoer's, definitely, it definitely feels you're like you're going to stay for DeBoer, right? I mean, oh yeah, I think so. Like if that you're receiver Jaylen that Milrow, just decommitted, why the yeah. hell would you not? I mean, he's he just put you know a couple receivers in the NFL this year. He he maximizes and highlights yeah, it yeah, in yeah. receivers. But it definitely felt like I ain't coaching Milrow no more. I'm getting the hell up out of here. <laughs> well, that, I was telling you, I mean, it was if arguably he was that one good, of his. You just one go of his back. He went out on one of his best coaching jobs too. No, there's no question. His team was a joke. He knows after losing to Texas. Well, we talked about it when he freaking said after that loss that he wanted to go watch Netflix and he wasn't like disturbed or hurt. It's like mm, that's not a Nick Saban thing. I still think he's running a little bit like Coach K. That's a, but it's not it's not a stain or or anything on his on his legs. Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just calling bit. it. That's all. But again, well, I could argue you built this thing up, and now because of the NIL and everything else, you don't have such an upper hand because of what you built. But the, it, that takes away. I don't make that argument because it takes away from um, the job that he did in building it. You can't. He built the dynasty. It wasn't. It. It. What he didn't inherit that. He built it up from the ground up. And so, it, and it become easier pre NIL because of what you built. You're Alabama. Everybody's going to come to you first anyway and want to be there. So you get your your pick of the litter. There's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, but you can't take that away from him. I, I do. This is feels just like Coach K to me, though. Where yeah, he's tired of how transactional it is. What are you going to do for me? How much money am I getting? That's today's world. But what you got to give him the credit for is that when when it was for wins or whatever else, he was willing to adjust. He was willing to be taught. At a time where, you know, Nick Saban was all about the smash mouth offense, everything else. That wasn't going to work anymore. He was willing to change. To your point, Bill Belichick has not been willing to do that. Yes. So uh, I'm glad we had that discussion because I did not get a chance to to, to uh, say how I felt about Nick Saban. I, I marveled at the consistency of excellence that he put out year after year after year. And just the sheer amount of talent that he had on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball is something that is going to be taken for granted when the next coach comes in. There is no doubt about that. And you're going to see that. And I think you know, I think it's a great job uh, if in the right hands, but we also know it is not an automatic job. 
um, in, in the SEC in this day and age, especially. Um, and it seems as though it will fall. I don't want to say fall, but go to Washington coach Kalen DeBoer. Now, that's not official, but the reporting was that there were three candidates. Mike Norvell, Florida State, he just got an extension. So he's off. He, I think he's making $10 million a year now. Unbelievable. Former Memphis football coach making $10 million a year. My shout out to him. Crazy. Um, so he's off. Tommy Reese is the other name that was mentioned. And let's be real. They're not that's giving ridiculous. that job to Tommy Reese. That's ridiculous. It's, it's a courtesy. He was the OC there. It ain't, that, ain't, that job ain't going to him. And that leaves Kalen DeBoer, who has no ties to the South, is a South Dakota guy, but I think has the sensibilities, is creative, is a smart coach, um, got the most out of that Washington team, beat Oregon twice, showed he can recruit, right, with Penix in the transfer portal, with the receivers that he's got, Dylan Johnson, as we talked about in the portal, guy can get talent. <clears throat> and if you can get talent in the Pac-12, guess what? You can get talent in the SEC at Alabama. And so I think it would be a great hire. I think it's a it's a very good hire. Dan Lanning said no. I mean, I think that would have probably been the best. But Dan Lanning said no, and I get it, right? If you're Dan Lanning, why would you leave Oregon to chase Nick Saban's ghost at Bama? And they have to play Kirby Smart, who you worked for? I'd rather stay the hell away and sort of do my thing out here in the Big Ten and sort of carve my own path and stay out of their way until the playoffs. That makes sense to me in terms of longevity every single year. So I think it would be a great hire if they do it. Um, I think, you know, most South Dakota uh, people I know tend to adapt pretty well to any environment they're in. And uh, I think he will probably do the same thing in Tuscaloosa. So, yeah, I think it's I, – I endorse it. I mean, it's not a guarantee, you know. I mean, you have to win and you have to recruit. But I feel like if you can do that at Washington, why wouldn't you be able to do that in the SEC at Alabama? He'll hire good people. He'll hire some SEC people. He better. I don't know. You can't bring a Pac-12 staff to the SEC. That ain't going to fly. I'm just saying, work in the South something completely different. There's just no experience there. You know, he hadn't been there at all. Again, I'm, I think he's an offensive genius. That mm. that that's a, that's a leg up, period. But I'm I'm just I don't think it's a can't miss hire here. That I mean, that, that there's no way he fails. Yeah, I uh, I don't I, think I don't, I don't think... wanted Lanning or Norvell before him certainly, and I suppose they're both off the board. Uh, yeah, again, I, mean, I, I just I don't think there's any you guarantee. Go if you were Norvell, right? If I if I'm Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, I'm looking over there right now. You thinking I, you think I I don't think I can beat Kalen DeBoer in Alabama and make myself look better in Ole Miss? Certainly, compared like, to I'm, Nick I, Saban, I'm, put, I'm rubbing my hands together exactly. So I just you know he he's you're in the big time now. Well, you know we're going to see. And and he was three and zero against Oregon because he got him the year before. I know that wasn't Lanning, but um, yeah, that's a. I just don't think it's a guarantee. I don't think it's a guarantee, but it's the it's the right probably. It's at this the point, best it's the, available it's the right, that you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't was know. Landing, like, I was Norville. So. I just think the guys had now. Look, success in the West Coast is different than success in the SEC. There is no doubt about that, and it's going to be measured in a completely different way. What he's going to find is that, buddy, if you don't make the playoff, and I know it's expanding. It's two years. I gave Dan one. It's two years at Oregon. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, it's 3-0 and against Dan Lanning's team. Yeah. That DeBoer is. Um, which is, like, insanely impressive. He, yeah. Oregon's one of the best uh, teams in the country every single year now. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, his success is going to be measured in an entirely different, in a far more intense way 
Uh, and he gets that, and he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid a lot more. And also I would say this, why you should make the jump is because where does where does Washington sort of fit in the Big Ten, right? Oh, we don't know. Probably, yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, like, I mean, the road. it's a new frontier for them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it makes sense for everybody involved, you know, for this to happen. It does not mean it's a guaranteed success. There have been coaches that have been hired in past. Like, I just remember, and I go back to it, but, Shaka at Texas just felt like a no-brainer, you know. Like, why would that not we succeed? So. And it just didn't, you know. For for and then he goes to Marquette and he's you know perennially in the top ten, top fifteen. He's doing great. Um, so sometimes that was it just ended up being a weird fit, you know. Um, Charlie Strong at Texas, I think most people thought would would do well, and it ended up being a weird fit. Um, you know, there have been there have been jobs like that, you know, over the years. Um, where you know, for one reason or another, it just doesn't it just doesn't match. But I think this one will. I think he's going to do a good job. He's going to score points, and that's what you have to do in the SEC these days. Um, you know, defense is going to have to be better than what he showed in the championship game. But you know, you got to hire you got to hire some SEC people. I think that's a you know, I wouldn't just pick up everybody come over from from the Pac-12 and we're going to run this thing. Right. You know, you got to have some SEC flavor in there. But um, I think it's probably a you know the 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 best because again, man, we lived this in Memphis, right? When when Memphis tried to you know hire somebody when Cal left, dude, it was a bitch. Nobody wanted that job. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it wasn't like you start with the top five coaches that are coaching in the sport and work your way down. It was like let's start at the third tier and just can we get an interview with Scott Drew, who at the time was not doing much of anything. I mean, he probably had like. Two or three tournament appearances, if that. He was not. He had the recruiting stuff. Yeah. I want to say at the time, and that was another reason why. Yeah. Uh, Jeff and some others were yeah. good, that this wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Leonard Hamilton, who was like, okay. I mean, he was doing all right. Sean Miller was a non starter. Um, I don't remember really any of the other, other, other names that they were. I mean, Tim Floyd was getting thrown around. I mean, it was just. So the fact that, you know, they're picking from here. I know it's like, well, Alabama, Memphis, it ain't that different because. The all roads lead to the same thing. You're fo- you're following the most successful coach at that school, which nobody wants to do realistically right. because right. I'm never going to be able to satisfy you. I'm never going to be able to appease you. And Kalen DeBoer is going to take on that challenge. He's right to do it. Doesn't mean he's going to be successful. I would bet on it. Um, and I think it's going. I think Alabama fans are going to be pleased with the product at the very least offensively. Um, you're right. You know, from Lane's perspective, I mean, this is a great day. Because just just by Nick Saban being gone, right? I mean, I, I saw, I thought way too early top 25s. They've got Ole Miss top 10 and, yeah. and a chance maybe to, you know, not just to, to, to make the college football playoff, but to break, have a breakthrough year in terms of making a run at the title. Yeah. So then that was before Saban lost. So yeah, he's, he's set up pretty good. Quinshawn left, but he's got the kid that uh, Ulysses Bentley or whoever the other one is. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they should be pretty good. And now I feel better about it if I'm Lane. Because, yes, because of the change, no doubt. Um, but um, and then I guess you know Washington from for their part would, if it goes this way, would like just promote from what within like or something. It slows the carousel down quite yeah, a bit in terms of that's boring. I feel bad for Washington fans, man. Candidates getting to that, getting to that 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 spot, and then that's yeah, it, a good way to go out the pack. Yeah, but well, you lose your coach, man. No, but you maximized. I mean, that was always, you know, it's probably probably was always the case once you had broken through. Well, we had this that discussion. You could lose him we had this quickly. discussion about the Super Bowl like uh, like two or three weeks ago. That when you get there, you better win because win or lose, 
your thing, your whole thing is going to change because guess what? Coach is going to get hired. Players got to get paid. Free agency going to get your ass. Yeah. And, you're, and the Eagles are feeling it right now. Tell me about it. The Eagles are a mess. You know, I mean, Sirianni's on the hot seat. You know, Jalen Hurts is hurt. A.J. Brown is hurt. What's You know, what are we going to do? Defense is a husk of itself. When you get there, man, you better win because win or lose, it's going to cost you. It always does. That's the that is the dark side to success. I'd rather have it than not, but there is a there is a dark side to it, especially if you don't uh, cash in all the way. Anyway, uh, Alabama looks like looks like as of right now uh, they are zeroing, zeroing in on Washington coach Kalen DeBoer. We will keep you updated on whether or not that becomes official during our show. Next story. Uh, so we touched on a little bit there, but obviously with Bill Belichick out, uh, New England has named its guy, Gerard Mayo, uh, former linebackers coach, has been bumped up, and shout out to... Uh, to Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Scotty, who had told me back in November that if Belichick, we were having the Vrabel discussion, how great he would be there. This was back in late November, and I was pointing out, you know, easy transition if you, if if uh, if Bill's out of there, and things even looked bad then, and like they might go this way. And Scotty pointed out, now nah, they've they've long held Gerard Mayo uh, near and dear in terms of possible replacement. That now we see it from the contract language in terms of the extension they got to keep him as linebackers coach. Uh, Robert Kraft had long had his eye on Gerard Mayo, the former Vol. Uh, he's 37 years old and w- uh, set to be formally introduced at a news conference uh, on Wednesday. So uh, after we got that cringy Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft uh, news conference yesterday with Bill, obviously, you know, I-, I would think in some ways feeling a little resentful just because of the fact that, you know, they're moving on without you and you still want to coach. Um, yeah, things should be smoothed over by next week when Gerard Mayo takes over. What I'm more interested in now is that, New England's off the table. Who wants Mike Vrabel? Who should Mike Vrabel want? Because my suspicion is still that, and, and Adam Schefter has sort of characterized him as a tier one candidate. Now, that was before Bill shook loose and everything else, so there will be teams, I'm sure, making their calls for Bill Belichick and those kinds of things. Um, but Mike Vrabel still seems like, to me, be a guy that's in high demand. If you don't have the Patriots anymore, where's the best spot for, for Mike? I don't know, man. I mean, you kind of even go somewhere where there is already a, a, a good foundation of talent in my mind. Because, like, do I do I do I really want? Like, I don't think he's the right coach for a rebuild. I just don't. 
I think he he he's more like is he, does he strike you as the coach who's going to go in somewhere and develop, or does he strike you as the coach who's going to go in and and maximize? The latter. So I think that's kind of the the. I mean, there's somewhere for him, you know. Um, Seattle or the Chargers? Yeah, I would say I would say the Chargers make a lot of sense then, um, because the defense has pieces that's clearly not, you know. I mean, because when you look at you know Mac Bosa, Derwin James, you yeah, know, I left him out the other day. Uh, Derwin James, a good one. Who's the Asante Samuel? Mm-hmm. You know, they have so many pieces on defense that for whatever reason have just been underachieving. Um, and I know his defense this year was a, fell off a cliff, but bro, I can name one player on that defense uh, who was uh, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. And they traded. Well, Kevin yeah, they, I was going to say they started selling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, what did you expect? Right is the point. So you put him on a on a in charge of a defense that has actual talent, and I think he's definitely you know. And then you just kind of let him do his thing with. with so you're Herbert. you're not interested as a Raiders guy. I just don't think it's it's not the right roster. You know, I love Vrabel, but we don't have a quarterback, and we see what that looks like with him, and it's just not—it's not the right fit. You know, we need somebody that, um, quite frankly, is comfortable getting fired in two years, which is what's going to happen. <laughs> Who was it that asked for and got permission to interview Antonio Pierce? The Titans. It's just obvious that you are are not going to do it. You would have already done it, right? How do you Look mean? How, uh, he's still apparently up for. It's still open that he could get the Raiders job. But oh, that, he's that pro- seems he's like the writing's be, on. He's probably going to be the Raiders coach. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's, it's why him. wouldn't you have already done that then? What well, are you because you're, on? they're trying to hire the GM first. They're trying to get the GM thing done, and then they're going to hire the coach. They want the. But GM. you're going to tell this new GM that here's your coach. That doesn't usually well, work out either. Well, they're probably just going to promote Champ Kelly. Is my guess. Who's the interim? And so then. They have to do all their process, you know. The NFL's arduous oh, process, gotcha. so they got to bring it. Even though Champ's Champ black, is from they got to they got to yeah. they got to go hire. They got to go interview X Y Z. I don't know what how many, what's the Rooney Rule exactly. How many diverse candidates do you have? Is it just it's not just one, right? It's got to be no more. Said, yeah, it's more than one. And I think it's got to be outside of your building too. I think apparently, unless you've got contractual language in right. one of your assistants' right. contract that yes. As long as you uh, which the Raiders do not have that. I mean, I, I'd never heard of that with Mayo beforehand. It, that allows you to go around the Rooney Rule. Yes, but in this case, I mean, obviously Mayo yes. Black. So they have to go. They have to do that. But I think they're going to wind up coming back to Champ, and then I think Champ is just going to go with the guy that he knows, who was Antonio Pierce. You don't want to do the Jim Harbaugh circus. You know, well, um, if you're the Titans, you got to do your due diligence on that, and you're wasting your time. You just, well, Antonio Pierce is a Rooney Rule candidate. I mean, it's the same. They're just p- playing the same game. Everybody's playing the same stupid game. You know, and I hate that it has to be that way, but it's like it all. Everybody's just trying to hit a checklist, right? You know, yeah, that's that's what it, I mean. Not that's as what it is. As, yeah, it's like oh, we got to do this, so let's uh, let's call all the black candidates that we know. And just get them well in and out. Well intentioned, but it's just exactly right. Where you're just checking boxes. And look, just to it, say you did it. It may it may lead some some how some way to like a you know a position somewhere down the road. But it's like in the end, it's about head coaches. You know, it's about getting getting these guys installed at the head job, and that's the struggle. Which I'm look, D'Amico's doing a fantastic job in Houston. Love to see that. Think his road's going to end tomorrow. Well, you're wrong because Flacco's going to throw a lot of picks, and it's got nothing to do with racism. That it's going to happen next to uh, at the hands of a white coach. It's Let's got nothing hope not. to do with Let's that. Let's hope it doesn't. Okay, but that's the coach of the year. All right. Um, 
who else is no, not? Well, no, Stefanski has a case that he's coaching. That's what I'm saying. Stefanski's coach of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. D'Amico's second. Okay, well, yeah. It's he's probably second. true. Yeah. Just because the Have you looked on the betting on that, though? It's Stefanski. He's the favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. He's like, it's like, last time I checked, it was like minus 400. It I, might be. I think it, his case is better. Yeah, it might. Because he's the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, I'm happy to see Gerard Mayo get a shot. Um, am I missing anybody? Tomlin, obviously, is in the playoffs. Y'all going to fire Bowles? Oh, Bowles is in the playoffs. I keep hearing his name like he might still be fired if they lose to Philly. How can you fire Dude, Bowles? They made they. I know that division is garbage, but still, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think Bowles is an idiot, but he's in the playoffs, so I have to give him his flowers. I can't fire a yeah, coach. Apparently, in the playoffs. He is, he's still up for consideration. He guess, won the division with however this plays out against Philly. I think they're gonna beat Philly. So Bowles, Tomlin, uh, D'Amico. I mean, that's that's three playoff coaches, and they're black. Um, we'll see on Gerard. Gerard has got a really hard job in front of him, man. Really hard job. Um, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have any talent. I hope they're patient with him up there, and I hope he's got that, you know, the the Patriot. I mean, he's going to need all of that because mm-hmm. it's going to be rough. It was rough with Bill, okay? I'm sure he got those assurances. Am I missing anybody? I Pierce. Top of my head. Pierce had a winning record, okay? Josh McDaniels did not. So – Great year. Brian, Brian Flores, I know he's not a head coach. He was one of the um, best defensive coordinators in football this year. Mike McDaniels mixed. Do you claim him? Yeah. There's another. I'd forgotten. He is in the playoffs. That He looks more white. That's a coin that's flip. That's the only reason I'd forgotten. It's, I mean, you, it's just a coin flip, folks. You just don't know what mixed folks right. come out either way. And with him, it's like, speak to that. I thought that was a white dude. Thought it was a white dude. Uh, so yes, I think uh, he's like fifty-fifty mixed. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. He oh. might. He might be. He might be a one. Sure, I know. Yeah, I think maybe. A but great. he's mixed though. Yoko. Uh, I mean, you know. I mean, I, I remember you know reading and seeing a um, like a story about that. You know, so I, I, I don't. Because it was shocking. It was. That's why it re- resonated with you. Like I had. Wow. Yeah, I think no. I, that was I like kind of halfway. Remember that. I was like, uh, that was a wow. That was a shocker. Um, Again, if your point is black coaches are doing good, they should be getting more jobs. We're with you. That's what I'm saying. We're just going yes, through yes, the we're, we're, we're going through sort of the yes. you know the the hirings and the and the goings on you know around. And I'm not saying Vrabel doesn't deserve a job, but I, I what I hope oh Vrabel deserves a job. What though. I what I hope is that you know look, we're we're reaching a point now where there's enough success, right? There's enough sustained success. You know, where minority coaches are actually not just, and I know we say this like every year, but are getting legitimate looks and they're not just objectives to check off to satisfy the NFL. I mean, because what a case. We just went through four playoff coaches who are black this year. And um, and I'm, 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 I mean, I'm off the top of my head, I might be missing one. I hope I'm not. But Antonio Pierce was playing at a playoff pace went into Arrowhead with a quarterback that didn't complete a pass after the first quarter mm. and won the game. Mm. With that defense, guess what? His defensive coordinator, black. I mean, obviously this isn't news to anybody that pays attention that, you know, black people can do good coaching jobs, but sometimes it feels like the NFL chooses to bury its head in the sand and ignore that. Know what I'm saying? Again, it's about it's also about having more black GMs, and right, we're seeing right. more that the Bears and Poles yes. uh, ran uh, with the Titans. Yes, and that's part of it too. Well, yes, I think and, I've... And, and and that has to happen as well. Yes, to get where where, where we're talking about. But but John, dude, does, 
there's going to be more. You realize that with the yes. NFL being as black as it is. Well, we don't have form, to go that far. It, uh, yes, we do. And, and, and these former players are finally going to get these opportunities, and they're going to be in interviews with GMs that are black. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. It, it's happened way too slow. And the Rooney rule hasn't really done what it's intended for in terms of speeding things up. But, um, <laughs> no, man, we'll get there. Well, look, I think I've pushed enough of my woke to. left agenda today. Um, that should satisfy my weekly quota for the for the. Uh, yeah. Don't feel obligated. Well, I'm just saying, I I, uh, I should do it out of the kindness of your heart and, and it's righteousness. Just, it's just that we're doing that for the left. The the we we fulfilled that for sure. But yeah, I think Los Angeles makes a little bit more sense for um, for Vrabel because it's a great roster. He can, I mean, it, again, when you consider. What he did with that Titans roster, which wasn't even that talented, he made it talented probably more than it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine what he can do with Herbert, and and you know maybe that you know Mike Williams is healthy, maybe Quentin Johnson is a good receiver, and that defense actually starts performing. But why wouldn't that Chargers situ- that's that Chargers outfit look at Bill Belichick and say, okay, we're giving him what he didn't necessarily have? left in New England, and we like him better than Vrabel. Um, well, I think the argument there would be I don't want I don't want that culture. I don't want— You don't want the Patriot way? Yeah, I don't want the whole it's got to be all you and— Well, clearly he said in the well, press, right? Like, he knows he's not getting full personnel control these yeah. days. Well, I would the, say this. The, like, the, I just kind of feel like Bill is only chasing one thing. And that's self. It's a selfish pursuit of beating the breaking the record of Shula. I'm not. You're not coming. You know, if I'm a franchise that has the pieces like the Chargers, I don't. You're not. I'm. We're not a sideshow. We're not just a place for you to come break the record. And you know, you don't care about the development, and you don't care about la la la. You know, you go to Atlanta for that, man. They'll pay you. They'll let you do that. You know, they're the franchise that'll do it. Because what do they got to lose? Yeah. L.A.'s got a franchise QB that they paid a lot of money to. I wouldn't want Bill Belichick's hands on him. I just wouldn't. Because to me, Herbert still has some proving to do. It's, Only in the sense of getting in the playoffs. Well, 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 that's what, yes, not, not, yeah. Not leadership, no, his, not winning games. His ability is. Or, and, and, that had to, and their breakdowns have had nothing to do. Yes. Their underachieving has had nothing to do with him. Not I just in my don't eyes. think that's a match. It's had to do with coaching. I don't think that's a match. But L.A. and no, I mean I can I could buy that. Know, I'm not going to argue with you. Take, take your pursuit of your selfish victory uh, record and all that. Take that to Atlanta, where you know they have no tradition, and you know I, I wouldn't, and and really nothing to preserve. I mean, they have a good defense, they have a couple pieces on offense, and they have no quarterback. You know, that's an upgrade over New England, but it's not like oh my god, you know, we got to win now. They'll probably win now because Bill Belichick will have that defense, you know, at a at a high level. But yeah, I wouldn't do it if I was uh if I was the Chargers. It'd be interesting to see what Seattle does. I don't know I don't know how good that job is. Um I mean Pete Carroll I, I look, I I don't know. Pete Carroll was forced out and I don't think that was right. All right. I think that was a wrong decision. It was wrong. I, I I don't know how you made the playoffs last year with Geno Smith. Exactly, he was right about exactly. Russell Wilson exactly. and moving on from him, and he got a haul for it too. Exactly right. Uh, that's kind of set them up to stay relevant. I don't really know what the urgency was for Seattle in this situation. You forced out Pete Carroll for what? 
Like, what is... Well, same thing is that it's culture change, at least from the Seattle fans, that uh, the one or two that I know have said that they were like, okay, let's move on. Because it's the same thing. You don't feel like, uh, as the Patriots, in that this is not going to come anywhere close to where it needs to be in terms of competing for a Super Bowl, so let's go ahead and do it now mm-hmm. and change the culture now. It's not, not, too, mm-hmm. not too different from the New England situation, only that... You were more relevant than New England. Yeah, I mean, yeah. last year and you're in the playoffs, but for the same sense that those guys are both sucking their ways, nothing's really going to change mm-hmm. there. And if you're not competing for a Super Bowl, let's move on now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was their thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I could still make the case. He was done. I, come on, I, I, again, he was. I mean, he he this might. This year they were, they, you know, they're still relevant. You know, I tell you. Yeah, they they obviously took a bad loss to Pittsburgh in that in that you know home game there at the end, but I don't know. I just, I understand more so the Patriots' urgency because of just how sheerly awful it looked. Yeah, including that last game and you're losing they to the Jets in a right. half-full stadium. They weren't relevant. Bill looks checked out. The whole thing yeah. has run its course. I don't think that's where we were with Pete. Like, no, that's why we were shocked by that news. Yeah. Nobody expected Pete Carroll to be pushed on, exactly. pushed out. Excuse me. Because now, you know, you're you're going to, okay, who, who are you going to hire? But Which, my man Damon Griffin said it was time. He's a Seattle fan. Everybody starts to feel that way, you know, when it, it's— what was, what was Pete Carroll going to win in well, the next two to three years? Well, he had Geno Smith at quarterback. What's this next guy going to do, you know? Uh, well, again, that could be a two- to three-year process. And yeah. if you're saying— uh, In the meantime, San Francisco owns everything, and, and you're in an NFL now where nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to wait two, three, four years. Look at the Houston situation. I don't know. I just I, I feel like I would have let Pete Carroll figure his way out of that I just situation. Think, I think he had earned it, and the yeah. way it was not framed and even in the same way that Bill was, um, they said we're going to keep him right. on as consultant. Pete made it pretty clear in the presser. Yep. Nah, maybe down the line I want to still keep coaching. And so mm-hmm. it, it was a, It was sort of it came it, off as disrespectful. Yep. You know, you, you, you know, y'all tried to frame this as a parting ways, and it's not. It's clearly a push-out. No doubt. I mean, it, it was all awkward. I mean, the Bill Belichick press conference was as, as much as it was a celebration. I mean, I guess that's the like, same thing. They framed it parting ways. It was a push-out, but you know, yeah. that, that writing's been on the wall. It, so it I, I guess that's why it's just easier, for, you know. It is weird to consider, like, just in your own life. Like, I mean, Bill Belichick been the coach in New England. 24 years. 24 yeah, years. quarter of a century. I mean, that's a run. I, I think it got me thinking about, okay, so who – who is like the current like old guard now? Tomlin. Tomlin. Uh Harbaugh? Is Harbaugh in that mix? Yes. Ravens Harbaugh, yes, he is. So, I don't know what the year is, but he's up there. I, I heard him on a list mm-hmm. was rolling through somewhere. Let's look that up because I was thinking I knew I knew yeah, Tomlin. yeah, Tomlin's on there, Harbaugh's on there, and then you gotta go to I wanna I want I guess I was gonna jump on Pete Carroll. But Andy Reid. There it is. Yep. Andy Reid. And then it dropped. And then it drops. So Mike Tomlin, seventeen, Harbaugh, sixteen. Wow. Yeah, he's right there. Andy Reid, eleven, and then Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan, Ooh, all are, seven those are years. Short, comparatively speaking. Yeah. I mean, those are all it new blood guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lafleur's only been there for five. Feels like he's been there a little longer than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Andy Reid could retire any moment for sure. Tomlin could retire any moment for sure. Harbaugh, I would Tomlin's say. Tomlin's too young to retire. Is he? I don't know how old he is. He'd go to another team before he'd hang, up, hang it up. Like I guess that he is pretty young, but yeah. he feels like he's been coaching forever. He has. I mean, he, yeah, he's been 17. Now you got me interested in what his age is. He's only 51. Oh, he can't retire. Bro. He's going to coach for like 30 years. He's going to be like, uh, 
Who's the who's the longest? They never have a losing season. Who's the who's the longest NFL? Uh, he's gonna he's gonna you know what it is? He's gonna try to break Bill Belichick's. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's out here trying to break each other's record. He's gonna try to break 24. Is 24 the record with one team? I have no idea. Seasons? I have yeah. no idea. How long was uh? Well, Pittsburgh's only had three coaches. Period. So right, Cowher doesn't come close to that, but Landry. Did twenty nine Landry? Okay, so Tomlin's going to try to get to thirty. That's what. That's my guess, and I think. I mean, why wouldn't he do it, right? Uh, even if he got pushed pushed out in Pittsburgh, Tomlin, somebody would hire Mike Tomlin. Tom- Another team would hire him. And uh, Curly Lambeau did twenty nine as well. So Landry and uh, mm. and Curly Lambeau are tied. Shula did twenty six consecutive. Um, Steve Owen. And Bill Belichick tied at fourth for 24 consecutive wow. seasons. So, yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin's going to get in there. He's just got to get him a quarterback, man. He does. He needs one. And that's going to, that's, that really is your lifeblood, isn't it? I mean, you can go from looking real good. Ask Bill. That was a losing record without him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, if Andy Reid doesn't, have, if they don't draft Patrick Mahomes, who knows if Andy Reid's still in Kansas City? I mean, that's the only. That's, and he's the guy who never could win the big one, still. Now he's got two. Yep. I mean, that's what he was leaving Philly. It's all about you can, dude. You can draft your balls off. You can draft a bet. You could draft Montez Sweat, Jalen Johnson. You can draft all the. But if you ain't got that quarterback, I mean, your your days are numbered. It's that simple, and it's the hardest position in the freaking planet to identify. And I and I was I came in here to work today, and I could not believe what I was hearing. Somebody told me that Justin Fields is going to get a first-round top-ten pick in a trade. All right, just calm down. Second, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I mean, I know quarterbacks are hard to find. Second rounder cemented. (laughs) And might there be a team late first round that thinks, you know what, I can't get a top three quarterback because they're all off the board. I don't want J.J. McCarthy. Justin Fields would be a better option for, for you. So here is a first round draft pick to get him. Again, the idea that Atlanta would give you eight probably is far fetched, but yeah. it has been thrown out there. Have you um, just, just calm down? Have now, you now? Now, no. The, here, here's more shocking. Is this real? Breaking USC QB Caleb Williams wants assurances the Bears will be trading the first overall pick before declaring for the draft. Is that real? No, man. That's got to be fake. He's declared, has he not? This is a this is a fake. This is a parody account, bro. Somebody sent me that, man. This is a parody somebody, somebody account. Sending me that stuff. You know, y'all know I'm on high alert. This is. A, I want all options open. So, and Caleb has a, been a no, little. That's the, fake, they, they were monitoring the tweets he's liking and not and not liking in terms of Bears and the possibility of taking number one. He's scaring like, me, bro. So you, anything that's out there about Caleb and Bears, y'all stop sending me that fake stuff. You got You got to look at this guy's former tweets. He said, "I didn't go that far. He, Someone he, just sent it." He to said, me. "The Giants." Hand up. That was me. It's oh, all good. Oh, I didn't know. Hey, it's all good. Hey, brother. we react. 
but I, but that's how credible the, that's how I was taking it. That's why I knew I got it from a credible source. The Giants still anticipate Wink Martindale to be their defensive coordinator and are treating the issue as a missing persons incident. Me. That's what the guy tweeted. Oh, no, Somebody sent it to me and I sent it to emotions. Jason. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. Now, I had to get yeah, John wants to sit up here and 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 ask about this. I had to get this off my chest. If this see if this was real. No, you're good. You're good. Everybody just calm down. Everybody just relax. You want to talk about it. Is Justin Fields going to get the A-pick? No, man, dude. Well, you that, that is unrealistic. picked up a drug habit while I've been out, and I understand that times dude, are Dude, that harder. was on Get Up, and you know if it's on Greenberg and Get Up, bro, I'm going to bring it to the table. I, they need ratings. Tannenbaum thought we could get, a, I think, a first-rounder for Justin Fields. Now, he's not the one saying eight. Mm-hmm. But, again, the logic of Atlanta can't get one of the top three QBs, doesn't want J.J. McCarthy, it's not, you know. Again, if you like what you see in Justin Fields, mm-hmm. you just know better. Yeah. Um, interesting, while we're, on the, them. while we're on the subject of NFL, um, the NFL occur, uh, is apparently monitoring weather conditions. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is about to be, you know. You see the pictures of it? Yeah. It's a mess. What's exactly happening? Winds? Heavy lake effect. What is that? What is lake effect snow? I don't know what lake effect snow means. I'm, it looks like you cannot see the ends of the stadium. From one end to the other, it's so it bad up there. I don't know if that means lake like effect. snow blind. But if you see the picture of it, you don't think, how can a person even get in there to play a game? Because mm-hmm. it's covered. Yeah, I mean, so they I should just the NFL move should have, yeah, to the Liberty saying, Bowl. People are saying that the NFL should have already moved on this and, and, and tried to. Well, you to, can't now. Yeah, it's too late, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They would have had to have been more proactive. Well, I think we would. We are we prepared in Memphis to ha- have the game? How are the conditions in Simmons Bank? Not well, fool. We're going to start construction. Well, we clearly haven't yet. You didn't see Laird's piece with Calkins? That well, man said, well, uh, we thought it would be, uh, you know, tomorrow, but it's probably going to be next week. Yeah, it's just a few weeks. We're going to start. We can't wait. Man, no, nah, you clearly didn't. It, they said they might be, it might be 25 because they ain't got the money. They got. They have the money, the 120, to start phase one. Yeah, but they need We the may whole... not get done by 25. Right, because they, ha- they got to raise that 50 before they get the other 50. So I mean, to your point, if you wanted to push it in there this weekend, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, we could do but, it. But but we've we've got assurances here. We've got to get this thing done. I hope by so. The, by the Arkansas game, I hope so, bro. In twenty five, I believe that's our it is. big one. And that would that's the one that Giannato keeps pointing to. That's the unveiling. It has to be done by Arkansas twenty five. What so? What is the difference between heavy lake snow effect and the snow we're going to get in Memphis on MLK Day? You know that when we predict the big ones, we don't get them. It's the unforeseen stuff when we think it's going to be light. That it just hits us. Usually it hits us, and that's when we go under. So I'm not fearful whatsoever okay. what we're being predicted, although Childers and them have predicted. Well, you know. Like it, real snow, and it's going to be very cold, and so that snow will stick. I, I appreciate. Late I, Sunday going into Monday, I think. Yes, so. exactly. I appreciate what the, our, our, our hardworking meteorologists in the great city of Memphis do, and they have a great duty, um, and they are doing the best they can to prepare us. But. We 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 handle these things so adversely. Like I'm hearing, like Costco is a disaster, Kroger is a disaster, Target Target is a disaster. You know, like let's just follow. Let's just form a single file line, and let's just go about things orderly. Can we do that? Yeah, I got a weather report from my dad for Memphis out of Belize this morning. He said, good luck on that snow that's headed your way See? up there. Childers predicted one and a half inches. The dude on Channel 3 said as much as six. That's, that's a big from gap. Les Smith. 
I will like that. Like if yeah, it, yeah, that is a big gap. That's what Childress I like. predicted one and a half. The dude on Channel Three, Les Smith writes, said as much as six. Well, I will say this: like, is when, that not Tim Simpson anymore? When you're when you're, uh, I don't know. Is it? Did he retire? I, don't, I need to go look. I'm, anybody, not, I'm if, not sure who my dad is referring to with the, I, I the think dude that on Channel is, Three. That is a good sort of baseline. If anybody ever sort of, if you're ever in a situation where you're trying to like tell a lady, you know, it's one and a half to six. Know what I'm saying? Could be anywhere, but anywhere enough between. That's a that that's the range we're using for the precipitation in Memphis. Good enough for me. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. So I I know you're looking forward to it as an opportunity again not to come to work. Well, I have a you've already sort of studio. Oh, so I mean, you need to get your weight up over there and get a mic at home, so that you can also say, "I will not be driving in these conditions." Now you you late on you late to the game, bro. Get you a little blue yeti, put it in that laptop, dude. You all you gotta do is get on Zoom. You know what I'm saying? It's really it's really simple, the bro. The new way, huh? It's it's crazy. I mean, it's not as good because we're not. Yeah, leaving. I need to see you, bro. I know, but I, I you don't need. Then we're to, stepping all over each other. When you, you don't need do to see me stuff. in a casket either, and that's what I would be risking if I got behind the wheel in Memphis, Tennessee. Look at it, y'all. He just like my wife. Can't wait to get out of school. Can't wait to not work. Bro, can't wait till this white stuff. I'm dead dropping. serious. I I can't shut it down. I, I don't play with Memphis in the in the snow and ice. Nothing. I don't. It's like. It's a death wish, man. Yeah, they will hit you. They will hit you. Because they don't know how to drive in this. Everybody's that's just, why you ask saying why we go crazy. It's because we don't get it enough. That, I mean, that's fair. I mean, To, we, to we, ever figure this thing out. And, uh, that's why we it, go crazy. I worry. What I honestly worry the most about is the power. Because I have, a, I have an eight-month pregnant wife, you know, who could yeah. at, at any, in, in any day, you know. Y'all were early at first one. Weren't that's right. Yeah, you, one of around ones. this time. You know, around a month. Um, Riley was four weeks early. And uh, and so that obviously gives me great anxiety. Lord, you're going to be missing a lot of work. Yeah, you're going to get real used to Jason's voice around here. No, I'm not taking my paternity until uh, until later. So you're good, bro. I just take that first week. Take that first week, get everybody acclimated and get to a new resume. Bro, Giannato took like two days for his child. You're talking about taking a week for delivery yes. and then coming back and hitting me with six to eight of paternity later on? No, it's yeah, not that's six as to eight. extended as it it's gets. It's not six to eight. It ain't no damn six to eight. It's just like a month, man. My usage rate already too high, I told you, for the month of January. Nah, Y'all got me out of here like Marcus Smart. I thought Dan said he was negotiating to your contract higher usage, man. He didn't know yours was going to go down so damn far. So we didn't factor it in. You were you burning up too much too early here? You yeah, did, I told you. You're an old horse, huh? I can't I can't ride you like I used to, man. Man, I need to talk about FAU. Are you done with this? Well, this was technically your story, but I'm glad we hit on all the things that were relevant. Um, but let's just let's just stay orderly. It was my advice. You know, what I'm saying to the elderly, let's let them get their milk and yeah, bread. You, you and changed everything. this to snow, so it's definitely switched over to no, your story. We were, we were well, we were talking about the NFL playoff game. You know, I'm talking about the NFL coaches in the NFL playoffs, and I was like, it got me to thinking about the snow. They've been high on the meds. Well, yeah, it's I've been off the air for four days. I got a lot to say. So anyway, <clears throat> that was your story. Next story. Well, I'm gonna do another one, and that's uh, about this FAU team. Elijah Martin, John's distant cousin, hit two free throws after being fouled by Jalen Forbes of Tulane on a desperation three point attempt. The key is uh, this was it, it was with the less than a second left. And it helped now number 24 FAU escape uh, Tulane 
85-84 last night, and this was coming off the on the heels of FAU losing to Charlotte in its first AAC road game. So it was almost back-to-back disasters for FAU. Like we said, you get the one-point win. The thing about FAU, uh, losing at Charlotte, winning a close, yeah, winning a close one on the road at Tulane. FAU's not being hurt. It doesn't feel like, at least from a net standpoint, twelve and four at this point. That's with a loss to to Bryant, uh, our man Earl Timberlake, and with loss as well to Florida Gulf Coast to go with that Charlotte loss. They're still sitting pretty, as far as I'm concerned, at twenty five uh, over at the net at twelve and four. And again, we've mentioned you've got this this Memphis team that still has avoided the bad loss, but has as FAU did yesterday, had some close wins, it seems to be getting hit. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I know that FAU, with the win over Arizona, has got a better win than anything on, on Memphis's schedule, and that you know Memphis's non-conference opponents, non-conference opponents haven't done it any favors in terms of what's holding up their end of things with the way things have gone for some of these teams. But it just I, it does not seem to compute again uh, you could uh, hold on to well. Memphis is beating them by close, you know, beating these teams by close margins, and that's why they're dropping. Well, so is FAU yesterday there at, at Tulane, and yet they get the benefit of the doubt and stay up in the twenties. Again, we we mentioned it. Memphis is uh, it's kind of unbelievable uh, when you think of about it in the sense that Memphis has the fifth longest win streak in the nation. Um, yeah, they're sitting at fifty two in the net and fifty. We mentioned it over at Ken Palm, and so um, I, at least FAU in this case not uh, being hurt. Yeah, by losses or close wins as much as Memphis is so far in AAC play. All that said, they were uh, they're lucky to escape, and they're now sitting at two and one in AAC play. Yeah, look, Penny said they can't lose more. He said Monday, John, they can't lose more than two games to win the conference. Is he right? I don't uh, know with the way FAU's playing. That that I I think is up for uh, interpretation, but I think it just it, it, as it as it always does, it just indicates that. The, the very shallow ground you walk upon. Um, I mean, Tulane is, is going to be a tough game there for sure. Um, they're good. Uh, FAU is going to be a tough one there. You know, they're good, even though they've dropped some stupid games. I mean, it's just hard right now. Like, I, just, I, don't, think, I don't think Memphis can, you know, because you're really asking them to adjust on the fly here without Mills. I think that's just going to end up being a very underrated, under-discussed nationally piece that they lost because you're just having to push guys up, you know, and like Jalen Young is getting more minutes and, you know, other guys are getting more minutes and it's just like it's not quite the same. Um, and and even if it was, you, you have to get them comfortable, you know, on the fly again. Um after a month and a half of the rotation being what it was. So now that's all jumbled up. That's your fourth leading score, as you, as you mentioned, you know, best defender on the perimeter, you know, and you lose that, and it's hard to replace that. I do think this, like, I know it's, like, going to be probably slightly controversial, but I do think it's time to just go ahead and start Tomlin, you know? He's not going to do it because he's 11-0 and now when he starts. I know, but I just, Jordan. I just think you know, it's... When, he, when that happens, he's not... He even mentioned that with Wolo, like he's not going to change that. I think it's it's like you shouldn't... And I know I know that's how Penny is. Like he waits until a loss to do it. It's like, why wait? You know, not... not again, Malcolm is playing Dude, and incredibly Nick Jordan well. is your best playing big right Absolutely now. Absolutely. What do you have, 18 and 12? Jordan has been arguably... A couple of blocks, too, in that one. I mean, him and Quinterly. Frankly, Tomlin... And, yeah, I mean, Jones... Tomlin but, and Jody stayed on the floor the last couple of games the way he'd been hacking... Yeah, 
little Jaron Jackson, early Jaron Jackson Jr. in that no, name. No, he does. Lately. He's very overzealous. And, but um, I, I hear what you're saying. Either way, you have to get it more incorporated, yes. whether starting or finishing. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 